ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Coming up, Lab and I talk about the PGA Tour playoffs, which gets started this week in Boston, and we revisit the U.S. Amateur Finals last week in Oregon. Welcome to the Golf Central Podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance, so TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving where every golfer needs it. And the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. Uh, Lav, welcome home. You're only going to be there for a couple more hours, I assume. You're heading up to TPC Boston for the playoff opener. And I do want to get into this because it's fascinating to me. However, I, as I go down a weird path early this morning, sort of doing some research, I just happened to stumble on to a statistic that came to mind that the Miami Marlins are currently 9-7 and seven in one game back and their division behind your beloved Atlanta Braves, and they're playing with a group of substitute teachers, I can only assume. My point to all this being is that when you condense and do what all of sports is doing to the playoffs, to the season, when you have these truncated season and these truncated playoffs, weird things are going to happen. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What weird thing is going to happen in the FedEx Cup playoffs? What weird thing is going to happen in the FedEx Cup playoffs? Uh, I think we can see Tiger break in half, oh, man. Uh, which would which wouldn't be all that surprising. Yeah, uh, right I also out of the gate. I also I also think Rex. I think we could have a clean sweep. I really do. I think we could potentially have a clean sweep in the playoffs. Someone could win all three playoff events. Yeah. Yep. And do you, do you have someone in mind? I do. Bryson DeChambeau. You Simply look at his based history on the, on the type of golf courses is what you're saying. Yes. Right? TPC Boston has been very favorable over the years to, to long hitters and ball strikers. Bryson won there the last time TPC Boston hosted a playoff event in 2018. You head next week to the BMW championship, which is held at Olympia fields. The last time that hosted a tournament of any consequence was the 2015 U S amateur. And who won that one? Bryson DeChambeau back when he was, as he called okay. it scrawny and skinny and, able to you know only hit it out there 350 the only question mark fella. is going to be what happens when when bryson gets to east lake he doesn't have a particularly great uh record in that championship however he could you know he could be leading the fedex cup at that point have that staggered start where he'd be what two shots clear uh of the next best player and who knows that that might be just the the cushion that he needs to win that uh de facto fedex cup championship 
So none of what's happened over the last few weeks concerns you. I see what you've done here. You've connected some pretty cool dots. I did not know that Olympia Fields was where he had won that amateur. So I, I get Thank you for reading the, a tournament that I covered. Thank you for reading that one. I, I think that's normally when I shut you off, just not on Twitter, but across the board, because you, it's, it's during NCAA championships. You could really miss something because I was because I was crowning Bryson the the next big thing at that 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 week. I mean, it was a it was a dominating performance. I think he whooped uh, Derek Bard in the final, like seven and six, the thirty six holes. He was you know he was going right. to his usual speak about how he's dipping his golf balls in Epsom salts to see which ones float. I mean, that was the first time that came out. If if I mean, you really could have been all aboard the Bryson bandwagon five years ago if you'd actually been paying attention. Okay, I'm about to turn you off again. There's a reason why I tune you out during these things. And if they, there is a big reason, it's going to catch up with me eventually, like Bryson DeChambeau caught up with all of us. And I get the dots you've connected here, but his play of late, that doesn't concern you at all? I mean, he did he finish He just fourth tied for fourth at the, at the PGA, PGA Championship. Sure, T30 and, miss, T30 and miss cut before that. Like, there yeah, isn't I think anything. He was, any I think he was working through some things. I think he was working through some through some things. You don't think it was that those three that those three courses were three of the toughest courses they had played, and they exposed some weaknesses in his game. No, I don't I think that. What, I don't think that whatsoever. I think when you look at how TPC Harding Park was set up, what was the winning score? Thirteen under par. You would you would think yes. that on a on a golf course in in which Bryson was going to be penalized if he if he did hit in the rough. Uh, I think he found a way, A, to put the ball in play, and also, B, to rely on other parts of his game that are very, very strong. I, I, un I understand the infatuation with distance and how far he can hit it, and he was absolutely not going after it 100% in San Francisco. There's no doubt about that, except last or two weeks ago, he was relying on his iron play and his putting. He's still a top-10 putter on the PGA Tour, and so as much attraction as his distance is getting, he's a very well-rounded player. And so I think he was working through some things with his irons and his, certainly his distance control with his wedges. I think he put that on display to have his career best performance in the majors. To me, the, the arrow is still pointing up on Bryson. I think he's about to have a big playoffs as well. I, I think he could have a big playoffs, and that would not be the weird thing that I was alluding to. The weird thing that I was alluding to was a Brendan Todd champion taking the trophy in the big – You mean Brendan Todd, future PJ Tour Player of the Year? Yes, which I, I, I pinned both of those lines and still just stare at them, blinking my eyes, <laughs> thinking I didn't, never thought I was going to do that. And look, Brendan Todd is a wonderful player, and he continues to impress, and he continues to go to a new area in his career, and that's all well and good. I just think something weird is still going to happen. Now, what, I don't do, you, think what do you think? What do you think? Oh, Brendan Todd is the one that immediately came up. Lanto Griffin, he's 12th on the points list right now. Abraham Answer is 13th. All, all of those players are making it to Eastlake. So they will all be in the mix for we, – we haven't even addressed. We haven't even talked about the, how they do the scoring now at Eastlake after last year's experiment. I, I didn't mind it, but now you're going to suddenly put someone in a situation where they're going to be starting, I don't know, let's say five strokes over half the field. And that is a recipe for something weird happening. I, I think you're right. Bryson's had a wonderful season. He's going to golf courses that seem to fit his game. I think Justin Thomas, who is currently first on that points list, is going to be the player that I, if I'm going to pick someone to go three for three, it's going to be him. I think Morikawa would set up well for all three of those golf courses. That, again, all that being said, something weird is going to happen, man. Somebody's going to play their way I in always, on the 60th. I always root 
for this scenario. I think it was like a year or two ago where Paul Casey was inside the top five in the FedEx Cup heading into the Tour Championship without having won a tournament. And, and there was a win it without very, there was a very real scenario that he could that he could win the FedEx Cup without winning a tournament the entire year. I always root for that doomsday scenario. That's just the the saddest in me. And so if you're if you're looking down the list, you have Xander Shoffley who's sitting at number eleven on the FedEx Cup standings without having a win this season. He's the highest ranked player in the standings without putting up a W. There is a very real possibility that Xander Schauffele, who is, an, who is an incredible player, I think he still ranks inside the top 10 in the world, that, that he could go second, third in Boston and Chicago and, and be sitting pretty heading into the Tour Championship where he only needs to, to beat the, the top player by two or three shots and just kind of flip the script on him. That's, that's the scenario I'm always rooting for. Well, I'm with you. In all those years, we would always crunch the math and see how it was going to work out. And I was giddy as well when, when Paul Casey had the opportunity to do it that year. And there's been a couple other years that there has been that chance. That being said, the new system, and there's a lot of flaws we can sit here and pick apart what East Lakes look like, looks like now. But the beauty of this is you have to win at East Lake to win it all. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this system. Now, you don't yes, need to win the 72-hole tournament. You just need to well, be the you have highest. To win you need to have the lowest score after 72 holes. You're not necessarily there's playing going to be a net week. There's going to be a net champion and a gross champion. There's only one of those that really gets paid though. So yes, you yes. still have to win the tournament is my point. So you don't really end up, but if you look down the list, I mean, Sebastian Munoz is 16th on that list. Uh, Kevin Nye is 17th. And all these players are great players, but it's not the normal. Like I was kind of going through another list of players who aren't in the playoffs. Sergio Garcia is not in the playoffs. Henrik Stenson is not in the playoffs. You're talking about a former FedEx Cup champion. I just think this has Henry, all the Henry marks. Henrik Stenson hasn't, hasn't played because of the pandemic. He's, ba- he's barely, he's barely he been in the in States. He stayed in Sweden. I mean, Sergio, Garcia, Sergio Garcia is a 202nd-ranked putter on the PGA Tour. I'm not, I'm not all that surprised that, he's not, that he didn't make the playoffs this year. It doesn't, doesn't matter how well he's hitting it. He's, he's just abysmal on the greens. I'm, look, the, the playoffs are, are, are fun. It's, it's, it's a season-long race. Obviously, 2019-20 season was was crazy because of three and a half months that we've had off i think we're all just looking for for entertainment at this point uh just to just to crown a season-long champion and then you have a week off and then you look right at the the u.s open so this is it's going to be a great month stretch here uh i always root for the weirdness and i'm not sure how weird a bryson uh clean sweep would be but uh, it well, it would be, be historic i don't think it would, it would be weird i think yeah i think but i think it'd also be fitting for 2020 that that you we've had a hard time predicting what's exactly what's going to happen. Well, and let me kind of flip it here, because this is always sort of the time of year when I start asking these questions. And the way it stands right now, Justin Thomas would be the player of the year if they took voting right now. However, they wait for everything to finish up. If Morikawa can keep things pretty much the status quo throughout all this, where do you rank his two victories versus JT's three? If, if, if it's status quo from here to the, to the finish line? One of them has a major. The other does not. Yeah, but uh, WGC is kind of sort of a major, at least in, in this truncated season. You only had one of them, and you only had one major. You got to start equating things uh, semi-equally, and, and Morikawa did beat Justin Thomas in a playoff at the, at the workday. I know it wasn't quite the field of the Memorial, which was the strongest regular season field that we've had on record, uh, but it, it, certainly, it certainly was a strong field. And so, look, if, if things remain status quo, I think you have to put JT ahead of him uh, just because the – Number three is greater than the number two. Uh, but wow, I, also I think I, you, you made the argument for the other side of that. You realize that, right? You made the oh. argument for Morikawa. No, I didn't. 
pointing out that Morikawa beat JT in a playoff at, at Workday and pointing out that and I also said that JT the argument that a major a, is the same as he a also WGC, he also won not. a WGC which is this year at least very close to a major championship we only have one major championship what, are you just going to hold that supreme over everything else I'm not going to hold it supreme over anything else it's just the facts I mean, if, if somehow we only had three major championships, look, we could sit here and say, well, someone lost that on a missed opportunity, and that is true, and then we move on. We will have six major championships next season. So we, we can be in this same position going into the playoffs next year, talking about how unfair that might be. I'm just looking at the reality on the ground, which is only one of those two players won a major championship. And I think Tiger said this best years ago when he was asked who he voted for. I believe it was 2000. He had won a major, so it could have been 2008. 2006, maybe? Well, 2008, he won two majors and then didn't play the rest of the yeah. season. Well, no, it was the year Padraig Harrington won player of the year, and it was because Padraig had won a major and Tiger had not. And we asked him, hey, who'd you vote for? And Padraig, and it, is it just the majors? Just the majors. And oh, that's 2009? Perhaps, yes, yes, 2009. Thank you. Um, and he said it's all about the majors. And I would argue in this particular instance – I don't know if this is going to come to fruition, but I can certainly see people sitting around look, staring at that ballot, whoever it is that does it, whether it's the player, it's the caddy, or it's the manager, they're going to stare at the ballot and they're going to have a decision to make. I think we're going to need Raymond to, to fact check you there. I'm not quite sure that was 2009 uh, PGA Tour Player of the Year. Ray, Ray can, you, can you look that up for us while we okay. are doing this podcast? I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not sure that was, I'm not sure that was right. However, I think last year also established the precedent, Rex, that it's not all about the majors, right? I mean, Rory McIlroy did not win a major last year. Brooks sure, Kepka absolutely. won a major championship. And who was the end, ended up being the PGA Tour Player of the Year? It ended up being Rory McIlroy, who his peers uh, voted more for consistency than uh, excellence in the four biggest tournaments of the year. The fact that we only had one this year uh, leads me to believe that PGA Tour players are going to skew towards uh, consistency over the season-long race. And right now, Right now, that guy is Justin Thomas. Nine top tens over Morikawa, six top tens. It certainly comes into play. It was actually 2008, now that I read it. So, uh, Which is right that initially, yeah. Padraig Heron had two majors. Obviously, Tiger only had one in 2008. He won the U.S. Open that year. On a broken leg. On a broken leg, which, which is historic. And yet, the point still being that when you look at just the basic facts on here, yes, it's three to two but a major still stands alone. And you can make the argument that Memphis was a quasi-major. And look, the yes. WGCs are a step above. It's not a major. No one's going to tell you that. You're not playing the toughest golf courses. You may be playing against one of the deeper fields of the year, but you're not playing the toughest field of the year. Morikawa can make that argument across the board. Do you think, do you think Webb Simpson, who is one of the, what, four players who have multiple wins a season, one in Phoenix, Won the Heritage. Do you think if he wins the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup that he has a stake in claiming himself as Player of the Year? Perhaps, yes. I think the FedEx Cup goes a lot further, as you just pointed out. I think last year's vote was in some way a testament to what, how players gauge FedEx Cup playoff title now, as opposed to maybe how they gauged it when it first was introduced a decade ago. I think they give a lot more stock to the idea that you have done this over the course of an entire season, and that means something. And last year's vote was very much a testament in that direction. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. It is shocking to see Rory down at number eight. He has, I think, one top 30 since uh, PJ Tour restarted. That was, I mean, normally you can just throw him in there and pencil him in a, in a top five spot. And it's, it's actually surprising. He's only slid to eighth, which I think is uh, a tribute to how well he played 
over certainly the, the first half of the season. But look, these are golf courses that he's had success on as well. When you look at Eastlake and including this week at TPC Boston, it'd be nice to see Rory get himself back in the mix because he's been kind of a forgotten man over these past couple of months. I'd like to see him find some sort of form of game. I don't think that happens in the playoffs, but I'm more concerned at this point in what happens now in the fall. I mean, there's so many important events now with the Masters and the U.S. Open in the fall. I would like to see him find some sort of run going into that. I, I, I want to deviate from the playoffs, to which it, what is, in my opinion, the week's biggest news, which is Tiger Woods uh, took JT, I assume, on Air Tiger. Up, they played a practice round at Wingfoot. You had a chance to actually ask JT what the course was like, and his response was? Uh, it was really hard. Uh, he said it's probably the, most, probably the most U.S. Open course that he's ever seen. Now, he, he hasn't seen all that many uh, in, his, in his very short career. But he also said that if it's not one of his favorite golf courses he's ever played, it, it just might be his most favorite course he's ever played. He said it's all right, out, right there in front of you. There's nothing hidden about it. It's just, it's just a five-hour kick in the groin, uh, which is what we've come to love and expect from, from a U.S. Open test. This isn't going to be a Chambers Bay. This isn't going to be a, an Aaron Hills. This is going to be an Oakmont absolute bloodbath beat you up all week long, which I think is, is what we'd love to see. Narrow fairways, thick, rough, firm, uh, fast greens. And Justin Thomas said he absolutely loved it. I'm not sure if Tiger and his 44-year-old brittle body loved it uh, because he's probably going to find that, that thick, juicy, rough a lot more than, than JT is. Uh, but, but I think this is something worth keeping in our back pocket as we turn the calendar eventually to the U.S. Open in, in September is that – this is the number two ranked player in the world who absolutely loves the upcoming venue that we're going to have. And it's going to be demanding. So I think right off the top, we can probably start checking some boxes of, of some guys you could probably dismiss. Like the long conversation you and I just had about Bryson. I would off the top of my head, dismiss him from contention in this one for all the reasons that you just said. And the fact that it has been one of the most brutal tests in golf historically as an open major championship venue. But the one thing about that headline that caught me this morning is that tiger cares Tiger cared enough to get on a plane and go up and play this. And look, I, I, I'm not saying he did not care about Harding Park. He hasn't seen it in 14 years. It, it was I, that's I all well and good. No brainer. It's still, it's only three hours. If, I mean, I'm not sure how fast his jet is going, but he's probably a half hour. It's probably a half hour flight from touching down in, at, at Wingfoot sure. and, and then heading on to TPC Boston. It absolutely made sense. He certainly wasn't going to come. I think his intention is to play all the way through the Tour Championship. He's not going to come up during that week off for a recon trip and then go home. So I think it just made perfect sense. And it was a course he hasn't seen in 14 years. Which again, this goes back to the idea that there are a lot of things right now that would, would have made sense for Tiger Woods. We can start with the idea that he should have played before the Memorial and not sat out essentially the first two months of the PGA tours restart. I think if he's being completely honest, Oh my, that is the largest jug of water I've ever seen in my entire life. And you're only halfway through it. Are you going to make it? Uh, I am right on schedule. I, my, my wife said I need to drink more water at home. So she got me this jug. It's, I think, 128 ounces. And it's got little check marks throughout the day. So I'm right in between, Rex, the 1 o'clock keep chugging note and the 3 o'clock feeling awesome note. And I promise you, I'm not feeling awesome because I've had to urinate roughly every seven minutes. Uh, that jug is so I, big, you look like this. a cartoon character. It, it, it doesn't even look real. It looks like you're an infant child with a grown size mug in your hand. That, that's I mean, ridiculously just, big. It is a cartoonish number of times I need to go use the restroom. So this is, this is a stupid plan. I'm hopping on a plane to Boston tomorrow. I look forward to not doing this again for another five days. 
I'm sure your wife appreciates when you're around the house all the time. I can't, I can't just imagine how much she enjoys you being there 24 uh, seven, getting back to Tiger Woods. We can both agree that there were plenty of things that would have made perfect sense for him. The most obvious being that he should have played before Memorial instead of taking those odd two months off after the restart. He doesn't do them. And I'll go back to the idea. Look, I'm not saying he showed up at Harding Park indifferent, but there were some slumped shoulders once he got two, three rounds in and realized I have no chance of winning this. And he I, had I, a chance I, after the first round. Well, he did. Again, two, three rounds is what I just said. And then his, and then his, and then his putter went completely ice cold. Ice cold, uh, along with the weather. My point of this being <laughs> is that when he shows this kind of commitment, I, it impresses me. It gives me a reason to start looking ahead and thinking to myself – this could be the major. This could be where he keeps the driver in play and the putter does not go ice You think a U.S. Open at Wingfoot is going to be the major for Tiger? I, I would not have thought so until this particular moment. Until this moment in time. The when fact I read that, that he got in two moment. practice rounds at Wingfoot leads you to believe yes. that this might be the major? It gives me more optimism than otherwise. It gives me more optimism oh, than I had my. when I flew home from Harding Park. I will be completely honest with you. And it, the, the fact that he went up there, again, took the time to take a look at a golf course that he knows well enough. He didn't have to go up there and do that. He, he, knew, he knows the golf course well enough to do what he does every other major and show up on Monday or, set, or Sunday before and play nine hole, nine hole, nine hole, nine hole. Boom, he's ready to go. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. You got to remember that 2006 U.S. Open, his first major that he missed after his the cut ad after his, after his father died. I'm, I'm sure that those two rounds were an absolute haze. I'm not, I'm not in his shoes, but after your father dies, I would, I would imagine that that would be a little bit of a fog that you're playing. And it was been 14 years. Uh, I think there've been at least a couple of tweaks. I think he just wanted to get uh, his, his a fresh set of eyes on it. So it, it, that didn't surprise me at all. That was, that'd be something that he was going to do anyway. I think the, the big question mark is whether he's going to be heading into wing foot, having played, two times during the FedEx Cup playoffs or if he's going to be coming there coming off three in a row because right now he sits at let's see number 49 in the FedEx Cup of course the top 30 are the players who make it to East Lake haven't crunched the numbers completely I think if he has somewhere around a top five finish he would secure his spot at East Lake and maybe maybe even potentially have the option to skip next week at the BMW championship this is a golf course that he has won on previously uh, and so to me, that's, that's the main question. Does he play well enough during this stretch at TBC Boston and at Olympia Fields if he, if he needs to play there uh, to punch his ticket to the Tour Championship and feel like he actually has some momentum as we go into the second major of the year? And he's had some success at, at TBC Boston. So I would look back and say, yes, absolutely. He has the opportunity. Long time ago. Long time ago. A lot of his success is a long time ago. We can sit here and start making that argument. However, just the idea that he's playing this week was I, I thought he would, given the math, that ha if he would have skipped this week, then he needed to do something very special BMW week if he really wanted to make it to Eastlake. This at least gives him some security. It pads a little bit. He can have an off week and then go back into BMW and not have to do that top three, top four finish that he was probably looking at had he skipped this week. And again, the other half of this is it just shows an interest. I mean, when he talked about the idea that this is what he's been gearing for, this grinding stretch, which is going to be three straight, and with the U.S. Open on the back end, it's going to end up being four out of five weeks. That, to and me... Potentially showed, five out of seven. Yes. That, to me, is a level of commitment that I just don't think we have seen, or a level of zeal that we have not seen from Tiger Woods in a very long time. No, and I thought, I thought it was really encouraging. You were, you were out there at the PGA Championship. Tiger didn't have any of the back stiffness that had plagued 
his two previous starts at Riviera, and then he had five months off and showed up despite 95-degree temperatures and still reported that his back was not feeling good. He didn't have the same range of motion. You never would have thought that would happen in those hot and humid conditions, but I think it's just another reminder that you know his, his body very much remains a, a day-to-day proposition. And so as, as we look towards this stretch, I think if you're a Tiger fan, you're, you're certainly – uh, optimistic about what he can do during this stretch. If he, if he does have some competitive reps, I do think he'll begin to play better because the two starts that we have seen him since February, he hasn't looked all that good. I mean, there really hasn't been an aspect of his game that has really He's shown through. Yeah, there's been, there's been competitive rust. I think in TPC Boston, a golf course that he has good vibes on, next week if he has to play at, at Olympia Fields, I think that's another – a golf course that he should be able to have a handle on. And then obviously we know what he's been able to do at Eastlake in his career. So I think we can, we can finally start to get some momentum from Tiger. I think the fact that he, that he doesn't play back-to-back anymore kind of hurts him because he, he needs to be able to put in the practice time, which his body doesn't allow him to do. And if, he does, if he's not allowed to do that, then he, he needs to play competitively, get a scorecard in his hand and, and see where he stacks up. And I don't think there's any kind of about it. I think even though he's going to do what he feels right as far as pitch count when it comes to his body. But the fact of the matter is when you look at what he did at Memorial, when you look at what he did at Harding Park, he needed more reps. He can play the semantics game of, do you mean competitive reps or practice reps? I, the, I mean competitive reps. It's competitive reps. I need a pencil in the hand, scorecard in the back pocket. That's where it's going to make a difference. All right, we're going to get out of here on this. And you are not going to believe me, but I did watch the U.S. Amateur last week. I am because not going to believe that because you just bashed me for my coverage of the 2015 U.S. Amateur. It's a tournament I cover almost every single year. I, I didn't listen to the coverage. I didn't listen to any of your reports or look at any of your tweets because I had no interest in that. I had, had a huge interest in still Bandon Dunes. Am I still blocked or muted? Uh, muted. I think blocked is a little harsh these days, don't you? I don't think that's that's not proper I have, Twitter. I, I, have been, I have been blocked before, let's be clear. It was, it was heavy-handed. I'll agree that probably I should have just gone the route of, of just muting you and letting you go away. I felt like I needed to make a statement at that point in time because you were being it, it so was. Being, being, being on the blacklist is, is not a good place to be. <laughs> just put you straight out there on blast. Just don't out me on that one. Uh, but I wanted to see it because of Bandon Dunes. It's a wonderful piece of property. Yeah. It's really cool to watch any competition there. I, I'd love to see the pros somehow get an event there on down the line. But I do want to get your thoughts – on the on just the championship as a whole, but there was one area that I'm I'm going to drill down on, and I think his name is Segundo Pinto. Correct? He's a player from Argentina. Segundo Oliva Pinto. Oliva Pinto. Thank you very much. And he was in a match that was all squared, and uh, his caddy tied. Tied Rex. Tied is the new terminology. Please please use it correctly. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go with all square, or and then I'm going to mute you or just straight out block you. I'm going to continue to go with all square and his caddy tested the surface of the bunker. It turned into a bit of an issue. You were not in the pregame meeting. You had no sympathy for this man whatsoever. So the microphone is yours to say whatever it is you would like to say about this poor caddy who works for minimum ways, but by all means lay into him. No, I mean, look, all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the people listening to this podcast at least have some, idea of what we're talking about right like it was it was a tied match tied is the correct terminology uh and and the the player needed to get up and down from what appeared to be a freshly raked spot in the bunker and this local caddy who reportedly has only about a year of experience at abandoned dunes and if you know anything about abandoned dunes it's that that caddy shed is is full of caddies who are arguably the most experienced caddies in the world perhaps only second to, to St. Andrews, right? Like it, that is what Bandon Dunes is known for. It's known for a great experience 
and, and people who can show you around the joint. Except you had this local caddy who's got a year of experience, and I'm not even sure he had that because what moron would go into a bunker and test the surface? And Rex, it wasn't, he didn't test the surface near the golf ball because that would have made too much sense. Instead, he tested it on the downslope where, of course, there's not going to be any sand. And so not only does he test the surface, which is just, it's just a blatant disregard of the rules, then he lies about it repeatedly. Over and over, he denied doing it to the USJ rules official, despite there being on-course mics that picked up the conversation, and despite there being high-definition, slow-motion replays that clearly showed him kicking up a dust storm. And so he, he, he walks off the green in a huff. Our, our Brentley Roman was there covering a force. He denied it to Brentley, too, despite there being indisputable video evidence. And so on, on social media afterward, there was a whole lot of virtue signaling going on. Well, guys, so we, yes, I, I don't think we should roast the guy. We put his name in print because he's on a published caddy list. He signed up for this. I, I, think, I think we can probably leave it at that. However, to say that you would want this guy in the future, if, if you're showing off the money to go to Bandon Dunes, if you would want this guy in the bag who clearly doesn't know anything about the rules of golf, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the guy who has 10 to 15 years of experience and not the dude with his hat backwards who's testing the surface of the bunker on a down slope nowhere near the golf ball i don't i don't want that guy i don't want, i want nothing to do with him I, i'm not going to i'm not going to say the, the caddy's name because I, I think he has suffered enough yes. however i, he, I will he has, say he has suffered enough i will say that pinto did forgive forgive him of the era oh so was, they, they both yes, he was the extremely air. gracious he was extremely class and i actually think and it was ironic but you enough, will not apparently i i, I think it was ironic enough the the opponent in that match was tyler strafacci who went on to win the U.S. Amateur in a glorious championship match against Ali Osborne, who plays at, at SMU. And I thought Tyler Strafacci handled the entire situation well. You know, immediately he said, oh, I, I, I figured that was just a one-shot penalty. I didn't think that that was eventually going to be, you know, a loss of hole. And then, of course, on that case, on the 18th hole, a loss of a match. And so he was kind of shook up afterwards, which I thought uh, was kind of endearing the fact that, that he didn't want to win like that just because just like Segundo Oliva Pinto didn't want to lose like that. Are you done I'm railing done. against a uh, caddy who, I'm done. again, clearly worked for minimum wage and, and made an I honest think, mistake? And- yeah, but the it, I'm not sure, but it wasn't an honest mistake because he lied about it repeatedly. It, so it so it was clearly an intentional breach of the rules. He got caught and then he denied it. And he, the he fact that into the, and the fact that there would that. be some on social media virtue signaling and saying how this guy deserves our sympathy, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure he deserves our sympathy because he reflects poorly on the entire caddy shed at Bandon Dunes. That entire group of caddies who are, by and large, some of the best around the world, this reflects very poorly on the entire group, and I think that's the saddest part of it. It must be lonely at the top of that prestige hill that you live on that you can sit there and say how bad this is and how he should be drummed out of the caddy core, the greatest caddy core on American soil. How dare he! How dare he? Are you happy this with yourself? That's how I feel. Okay, very good. Now, now I will just say this. Just don't lie about it. Show some kind of con- con- contrition, and he didn't. Uh, lying about it was where he got sideways, and I, I can certainly understand where someone making a mistake on the golf course and feeling ter- terrible about it. We've seen that plenty of times. I want to go to Bandit Dunes, and I want to hire this caddy, not to caddy for me, but to caddy for you, just so I can watch the awkward interaction between you two for 18 glorious holes. 
not going to happen. If I, if I see him, I'm going the other way. Of course, I probably could pick him out of a lineup, but that's, that's beside the point. Uh, Rex, how many times have you played Bandon? Uh, I've only actually been out there once. It was the year the NCAAs were in Central Oregon. And so whatever year that oh, was. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So it's uh, Pacific Dunes, Bandon Dunes, and Pack Dunes were the only three courses when I was there. So I, I was actually – I actually thought it was a, a great U.S. amateur venue. I, I love it in head-to-head stroke play. You can have you – can, you know, you can, you can be more aggressive off the tee. Uh, you're obviously going to get some weird bounces. You're obviously going to get some 30-mile-per-hour wins like we saw during some of the, some of the matches there. We can be absolutely wicked. Um, I'm not so sure I'd like to see a 72-hole stroke play championship there. I'm not sure I want to see the PJ Tour players. I think it would be different. I think it would be a fun watch. But I don't think I wouldn't you're necessarily going to identify no. the best player. No, I, I think you could probably be more creative than that. I mean, I think you could probably do some sort of match play or Stableford. Uh, yeah, Stableford would be fun out there. Yeah, you could do something more creative, and and I think it's gotten to the point now. I mean, let's face it: when it first opened up, it was so remote; it was hard for anyone to imagine how you could have a large event out there. But I think this is the second uh amateur championship held out there if i'm not mistaken first u.s amateur they've but they've had a they've had a public had a, links out there yeah they've uh, had a couple had, championships they had like the four ball championship out there I, but I, I think it would be entertaining i mean it, it's such a cool area it's a very golfy place as you pointed out it does have the best caddy core with apparently one huge exception uh, but everything else about it is very very good uh, that'll do it I, monday august 24th marks one year out from the tokyo paralympics the world will come back together to celebrate competition, unity, and the triumph of the human spirit as the best athletes on Earth pursue a dream delayed. The Tokyo Paralympic Games begin next August on NBC. That'll do it for Lab. I'm Rex. We'll see you next week. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.